There's a dramatic tale told by the master storyteller himself that's so well known it's actually an idiom for unusual acts of kindness. It's called the Good Samaritan. Maybe you've heard of it. Even though it's one of Jesus' most famous stories, it's also one of his most misunderstood. You see, the Good Samaritan is not primarily about helping the needy. The point is to answer a question about eternal life. The big idea is that no one gains favor with God by their works. Salvation is an unearned gift of God's grace, and we must rely on that same grace to love God and love other people. We begin with a lawyer's question in Luke chapter 10, verse 25. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. Now, first century lawyers were biblical experts who were unimpressed with Jesus. In order to test Jesus, this lawyer asks how to inherit eternal life. Without Jesus, the answer is obey God's law flawlessly. Love God and love others faultlessly and you will live. All you have to do is never sin, never be selfish, always be loving. Now Jesus wasn't promoting a works-based salvation. Instead, he was uncovering the lawyer's self-righteous misunderstanding of the Old Testament. At this point, the lawyer should have said, impossible. No one can keep the law perfectly. I can't love God with my entire being all the time. I can't love every person around me with a perfect love all the time. I can't do that. I haven't done that. And I won't do that in the future. I'm in constant violation of God's holy standard. I am guilty and deserving of God's just punishment. If only he had responded, be merciful to me, a sinner. If only he saw his need to be rescued. Then Jesus could have told him that eternal life is for those who turn from their sin and trust him for salvation. But the lawyer didn't admit his sinfulness, and he didn't plead for mercy. Instead, he asked a second question. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? The lawyer thought his neighbor was anybody who obeyed God's law. But Jesus totally redefined neighbor with a heart-probing parable. Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed leaving him half dead. The trip from Jerusalem to Jericho was dangerous. It was nicknamed the Pass of Blood. As often happened on this treacherous route, a gang of professional criminals stripped this man because they wanted to steal everything, beat him nearly to death, and then departed unconcerned about his life. What will happen to the poor man? Will anyone help? Verse 31. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. There's hope! A priest is coming. Here is a servant of God, supposedly the godliest, most righteous of men. Certainly he will help, right? Now the law required Jews to be merciful to strangers, even to their enemies. So a fellow Jew would be a given. This priest may have just offered sacrifices on behalf of others' sins. So he'd think his conscience is primed with the mercy of God. This so-called chance encounter is God's sovereign opportunity for the priest. The priest, however, didn't consider it a divine appointment, which is why when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. The priest was not loving, and neither was the Levite. Verse 32. 
So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. For a moment, hope returns. Levites assisted priests in the temple, so they too should be obvious candidates to help. But the Levite, like the priest, passed by on the other side. Those listening to the story expected the usual trio of priest, Levite, and then Jewish layman. Instead, though, Jesus inserted an unexpected twist. Verse 33. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Well, trotting down the road next was a Samaritan. This at first would, would seem not good at all. The poor man's enemy was coming. But the Samaritan, unlike those who'd gone before, had compassion. He offered basic first aid and remedies for comfort. He took the form of a sermon and led his helpless enemy to a safe house. The Samaritan met the needs of the stranger at a great cost to himself. He truly loved his neighbor. People don't usually love this way. And that's the point. The law of love requires Samaritan-like compassion. So after he had finished his story, Jesus challenged the lawyer to keep the law. Verse 36. Jesus asked, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus followed up his shocking story by asking the lawyer which one of the men proved to be the neighbor. The question, though similar, is not the same one the lawyer asked. The lawyer asked, who is my neighbor? But Jesus asked, who acted neighborly? Jesus wanted him to think not about who he should love, but if he was a loving person. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Jesus' final words reiterate the folly of doing works of the law to inherit eternal life. It's another command requiring habitual, lifelong obedience. So what shall you do to inherit eternal life? Do what the Samaritan did, always, every day, in all your relationships. Do the love commands perfectly, without fault. But again, to go and do likewise was impossible. Now enter Jesus into the story as the main character. You need a savior. And I don't just mean at the moment of salvation, every day. The lawyer resisted and confronted Jesus because he wanted to be a self-made man. But you and I must confess our daily failure to uphold the law and the impossibility of doing so. By God's grace and the spirit-enabled faith, we trust in Christ for gospel-empowered gratitude and obedience. Do we need to love people? Yes, of course. But when you realize how far you fall short, run to Jesus.